most of the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame from compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda. Good to have you with us. A couple of hours of good stuff for you. Got two great guests. Before we get into that though, this is the first opportunity I've had to share with you an important goodbye. Sadly, Andrew Weatherall was taken from us way too early, a couple of weeks back. He's had a massive impact on us over the years. Gonna kick the show off with his track, La Serena. Thank you. 
tune that one more amazing music coming up now as we get into part one of the show going to shine the spotlight for an hour or so on a fantastic Scottish producer Soundex Phonetic aka Stephen Patton really really nice stuff just like so many people that we have on the show doesn't get anywhere near enough recognition for the effort he puts in to making his music stand out going to be hearing from him throughout the show in part two of the show we've got uh, DJ Nesbeth from Germany bringing a fantastic mix for you real groovy one this one before we get into Soundex Phonetics interview we're going to check this amazing track that's coming up now one of his called Fast Lane you're listening to Soundex Phonetic on Bass Agenda
found myself interested in music that had something that stole my attention and had some kind of energy I could relate to or even just sounded like nothing else around. Some of the earliest memories and feelings about music on the mainstream radio just sounded too soft for me. With a lot of exceptions of course but that's mainly because I was kind of well exposed to very radio unfriendly music. I heard from people like my brother and my older friends. Pirate radio was very easily found in the west of Scotland back then so a bit of fine tuning on the radio frequencies found some amazing slapdash shows totally off the wall but that, my brother he was five years older than me so he just knew what was going on outside the mainstream he passed that on to me I suppose listening to a ghetto blaster with tapes listening to all sorts of um, underground music really was about four or five years old and I got exposed to a lot of hip hop at that time as everyone was embracing that sound culture things like breakdancing for example and it could explain the origins and the interest in electro but from NWA, Beastie Boys, Mob Deep, on to later on with bands like Nirvana and the Pixies, not to mention oldies like the Beatles and David Bowie, it wasn't long before I had the ability and awareness and a bit of money, pocket money, to walk into a record shop and know the music that I felt I needed to know more about. You know, Scotland was a haven for raves in those days, there was quite a lot of uh, sources to draw from. I think I just loved any good acid house music, sample-based rave, high octane techno, some gabber music even from the Holland and anything like that. I, I just got my hands on the entire culture it carried late 80s into the early 90s but it wasn't so well received with kids my age around me to be honest. basically just learning or it was just me teaching myself as many musical instruments as possible. I always had some kind of icons I looked up to for every instrument and bands that I liked. As for what made me decide to make music, it was just you know the music I listened to. I wanted to produce as much as I wanted to play. I felt I understood the mechanics behind how songs are written and recorded very early in my life. But uh, music production really just happened because I learned a lot of different instruments and wanted to know more about as much of it as possible, how it was made. When I moved into high school, I met a lot of amazing, talented musicians. I'll mention Neil Wilson and Paul Bright. I joined a few bands while still secretly making sample-based electronic music at home. They were random experiments, really. No exact direction yet, but I enjoyed whatever I was meant to be playing as long as it wasn't the fucking clarinet.
xylophobia I wrote in about 2004. I hadn't had any exposure from my productions and I wasn't that confident that I had enough good music to impress but I had made myself known as a DJ mainly through local club nights and nights I was heavily involved in. This is one example where a melody came to mind when I was on the rocks, I think, and this track built in my head before I even went to the keyboard and recorded the parts. I got some very good surprising feedback from some great people and eventually, a couple of years later, Dan Lodique and Art Vega from Pomelo Records they asked to put a six-track EP on vinyl, which was unheard of for Electro at that point. But I went to Barcelona to play with Dan, and it was going to happen. The Social Decline EP didn't come out until 2009, so it was actually about four or five years from making this track before it came out.
Outsider, I was always happy with this track. It's just one of those that came along with uh, melancholy ambience, the variations that were flowing throughout it, kind of took a life of its own. <laughs> that may have been the weed. Um, I think that's when you start, you, you've hit a sort of certain point of songwriting where you just, you, you don't even know where it's coming from. At the time I was living in the south side of Glasgow and I was going through a prolific stage of making very high tempo material but it was like it kind of pulled me into a calmer and a more focused mindset because I was tuned in when I made it so that over time it kind of hasn't lost its appeal when I hear it and I need to appreciate those songs that I made that made me feel good at the time. So far from Soundex Phonetic, we're going to be exploring the higher end of the BPM spectrum of his music a little bit later. Before we do that though, we're going to check out a couple of tracks that inspired him to start making music. First up, the legendary Alternate with Evaporate, and then following that, Voltaic Oxidize. This is the sound of Alternate. Yeah. 
think Alterney were one of the first to pull me into the feeling like this wasn't strange music at all. Uh, it was getting very popular in the early 90s, even in the mainstream there was some good music pushing through and I soon realised rave, acid, the techno music scene with all the old samples. It all felt taboo before that, for me anyway, before it got real mainstream attention. Not in a bad way either. I would have been about 10 years old when this track came out um, and I got many alternate vinyls with my pocket money. Got to love the B-sides. I still have them, even still have a first release by Nexus 21, a wee white label. But this track here was picked as also has a considerable piece from the Strings of Life, which led me on to Detroit, because uh, I wanted to know where the samples were coming from. A lot of rave and some jungle music I was listening to was heavily inspired by Detroit uh, before I'd even got my teeth into what was really going on over there. Uh, it's amazing when you realise where the roots of some of your favourite music can come from. Back then, some music just general entertainment. It took a bit longer to reach Britain from America and I think it was the same way around in some cases. One of my last proper gigs in Glasgow before I moved to the countryside was supporting Mark Archer, one and a half of Alternate, the, uh, the real producer of Alternate, who I'd met a little starstruck a few times before. Because if you told me the 10-year-old kid that went and bought these records back in 1992 that I'd be mixing records to warm up for the man himself 20 years later, uh, I think I'd have to give you a wee kick in the shins. producing electro and techno very early 2000s we were messing around with ideas uh, that we heard mainly from records that I bought and that friends were collecting I think it probably about 2002-2003 we were both sort of having a house party and uh, there was a shy younger guy there that we thought he was younger he was the same age as me he was talking about underground resistance and Drexia and a lot of the different music that we were into Eventually, I think he kind of came out of his own shell and gave us a CD. We were all into electro, techno, DJing, and he felt comfortable enough to share his music. Uh, this was Russell White, otherwise known as Rusty, who's commonly known as... Most people instantly assume Rusty's music is, is anything but electro or techno these days, but I remember hearing this CD, uh, rougher versions of this oxidised track on there, but... 
it was pretty much the same and it blew me away uh, and it was long before the actual release in 2007 the rest were equally as good I think they got released as well it wasn't that it was the or even his best track exactly but it was just simply a very good electro track that it was made in Glasgow so it made it sound much better to us so it didn't take long for my brother and Rusty to be put together as a live act it lasted a few years and they played nights like Numbers and Seismic good old people at Jackmaster, Spencer, Good Hand, Richard C were behind much of these nights. It actually took until 2007 for this track to be released which had the, the beast of a track simply titled Work which is uh, my bro- one of my brother's uh, tracks that I personally think is one of his best.
Turbulence is a track that came through the old principles of trying to go for what you know, stick to your guns and uh, the best thing for me personally was just to go back to basic. When I was in it, I was going through writer's block at the time. I kept doing different things, experimenting a little bit out of the box and then I just decided, no, the basic songwriting at its most sincere. I just wanted to make something I liked. It just came all together when I needed to make something that made me happy and even when I finished it play I played it to some friends. It went down really well and I think it was just stripping away any pretension, uh, trying to be overly unique. But at the end of the day sometimes you just have to go down to the basics. Even the very, very best guitarists or piano players just can't help but lay down some old tried and tested styles, you know, like the blues or rock and roll music. And in my experience that taking those tried and tested roots can sometimes bring some great brand new ideas by way of extracting those basic principles and possibly piecing a new song together that you and others are just simply have to hear.
Jade Tundra when I had only just got the news I was going to be a dad and I made the whole Brave World album on No Divide in that time and it honestly is my personal favourite album it's actually very positive it was winter at the time so it must have been quite snowy around that time I guess the elements of the song are kind of cold throughout much of my tracks like January and Frostbite that have a very winter feel to them but the energy is warm in this one and there's a sort of primal scream aspect to it as well because that's how I felt at the time and even though the album Brave World wasn't that well promoted at the time I have to admit this needed to go into that album again it has memories attached to it whatever I needed to bottle up I put into tracks like Tundra as my form of communication I guess
project for me it, it has often but not always been to try and make something that I would like to pull out my record collection in the middle of a mix when setting out to start a new project it can be good but not always if you have a hook or a particular tempo, a style, energy uh, or whatever you hear in your head to try and get it, get it together it's amazing if it works out as you intended but rarely it does but that's part of the mystery of creativity we like to put our pseudonyms masks on to try and live up to our own names and who, who we feel we are so, and it can be very important to know who we are in that moment when we're trying to make a track, the persona, the identity within the approach before the music comes to life. It's important to hold on to and protect your identity as an artist. Different aliases create new landscapes and visions for the producer to put into sound. I'd have to say Drexia are the most obvious of the examples and have always been my biggest influence and they created modern electro essentially. They weren't copying anyone. A lot of Bass Agenda's followers are huge Drexia heads and all of Drexia's many other aliases whether they were together as a group or doing their own projects there is normally a very specific mindset of, or another identity separate to their own work and that can have a profound effect on what actually comes out from fitting into that mentality to rethink who you feel you are before you even start a new project this is easier said than done obviously the, the less distraction from the outside world that you're trying to create the better and fresher a project will end up being Radio.com. Getting into a couple of tracks that have impressed Sound X Phonetic lately now. Really chuffed he chose this one. Uh, it's on Base Agenda Recordings Nexus 23 Transform. This is Beat Processor's remix. Following that, something impressive from Luxus Varta.
original ideals of real old school electro that came around post Kraftwerk alongside Egyptian Lover and Bambata where it moved into a more hip hop sort of street level with breakdancing music as I would call it then I was always into breakdancing as a kid so hearing wild turntabling over 808 beats just made this remix sound like an absolute joy to hear
of this track is it seems to make me think of the city at night when it's raining but it's got that feel where you're going on a journey through cold dark rainy nights and then add some drama with your chords sprinkled through that make me think of the flashing lights through rain I've always been a big follower of DJ Go's Trust label and it's never disappointed with its output. It wasn't easy to pick two tracks from 2019. I would have put Alavox and Des Williams in there, but um, I was deeply distracted in general in life, but this one track stood out for me. Since my first release in 2007, I've managed to put out an album, or EPs, every two years as Soundex Phonetic. My last full LP, Era, came out in November 2018 on Stonewave Records, and then I released a compilation on No Divide, which was mainly remastered material that wasn't obtainable anymore. But recently, I've got some very good news to announce there will be a double LP that will be coming out on Stonewave Records again later this year, hopefully, and it will be on vinyl and all other formats it will be a follow up to ERA and it will have a lot of tracks on there and it's still very early days but it's looking good maybe there'll be a single out on No Divide at some point as for upcoming gigs I'm always just waiting to be asked really many of my gigs bookings in the past have come from promoters who contact me directly and ask me if I want to play I did used to put on my own nights in Glasgow at Club 69 in Paisley as well and I made many guest appearances where I was playing various nights so it's not really up to me when I'll play next unless I want to start my own night again which is something I would like to do if I felt it was right I'm open to offers to play anytime, anywhere really I'd like to play out a lot more again, yeah, that's for sure, always
personally don't have my own website or anything but you can like my Soundex Phonetic fan page or you can add me on Facebook I'm sometimes on Twitter but not very often uh, my back catalogues on Discogs if anyone wants to check out my previous releases there isn't really much else to say other than whatever's new has either just come out or is just coming up I'll always have something coming or has just been so keep your eyes open and keep your ears open folks alright <laughs> Big love and thanks out to Soundex Phonetic for taking part in the show. Very rare for him to do an interview. Really pleased he chose Base Agenda to do it with. Coming up next, an eclectic, funky mix from Germany's DJ Nesbeth. Coming straight from Germany. Yo, what up, Nesbeth? Go, 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 Fuck this intro shit. Come on, it's time to get this thing started.
house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down, down, down to the ground. That motherfucker, 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 work that motherfucker.
Yeah. 
Thank you.
the Face Agenda Radio Show. You want it like this, 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 for you, baby. Blast, joke, exit, joke, click, boom, fade, 
blow this house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down. We gon' blow this bitch down. We gon' blow this house down, down, down to the ground.
awesome mix from DJ Nesbeth. Love and thanks to him for putting that together. Such a great selection. Right up my street, that one. Be sure to check out his other mixes, plus his own productions as well. This guy's been putting mixes and tracks together for about 20 odd years now. Plenty to dig into. One good place to get started on that is on his own website, which is nesbeth.com. That's N-E-S-S-B-E-T-H.com. Thanks to you guys for listening. Love and thanks out once again to SoundX Phonetic for the interview. I wish both my guests the best for the future. Hope you guys have a good weekend. I'll catch you soon. Cheers. again how you doing if you're listening to this then you're uh, obviously listening to the uh, soundcloud or itunes archive of the show every now and again i have a little bit of interview left over when a guest has a lot of good stuff to say 
So here's a little bonus section for you, a little bit more from Soundex Phonetic, talking about the electro scene in Glasgow and Scotland, also talking about uh, electro in a broader sense as well. Whilst that happens, I'm going to check out a little bit more of his music in the background. Enjoy.
Hallo, ich bin Helena Hauf und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio. Some people, electro just seems to drift in and out. Uh, sometimes it's a divisive genre name, electro, due to its various roots. You've got Kraftwerk, Africa Bambata, Egyptian Lover, and then there was a crossover with hip-hop that generated through with uh, the breakdance culture in the 80s into the 90s, onto Underground Resistance, obviously Drexia and the 808 Freaks. The more sinister and secretive elements started to come through. Also, a lot of the earlier tracks from Detroit, like Cybertron's Alleys of Your Mind, Technicolor, uh, Channel One, both tracks, they were originally deemed to be techno by even the, the producers and the media at the time. But today, it is considered electro to most people when they hear it. It just fits into where it fits in, really. Uh, I don't keep check on how popular electro exactly is at the moment, uh, but it's the same core group of supporters, they just keep on supporting and producing it, they protect it. I suppose it's obvious when it comes on the rise again, people who never drift away and they just keep on listening, they keep updated, it's never really a comeback with Electro ever, it's just another sweep every few years it seems, it never really goes away, it just depends where the money's landing sometimes, there's many absolute die-hard Electro fans all over the world the producers, DJs, and they put up with this hype every few years that it's a, Electro's making a comeback with the scene and those that followed it, even even when it was at its least popular, they just keep on making it, they just keep on releasing it and following it and constantly listening to it and listening out for it and they're looking for something fresh which is a situation with Electro's popularity roundabout I think Finding new, that new electro track that doesn't sound too typical, but at the same time, it's a bit like saying, Can you play the blues but make it original? Uh, you know, it's like not quite, but you know, if you listen to Kraftwerk, they lay down the foundations of electro, and electro producers are quite happy to emulate that sound, just like all genres. They all have their originators, but people who enjoyed that sound, they just want to hear more of it, and but also they want to embrace progress, which is great and it has mutated over and over and over again electro which is just natural progress many have their own personal opinion about what electro really means but the one thing that really support people the supporters really understand is that the, this is just underground music and it may occasionally have to pop its head up to get some some basic attention but really 
it just needs to stay in the underground. It's where it kind of thrives, it progresses, and the people constantly support it. Uh, it would seem it would rather it just didn't get too big, uh, which isn't likely. It doesn't survive very long in the mainstream. It will survive for a very long time, uninterrupted uh, by overexposure. Uh, its roots really just can't be damaged. The protectors, I would say, of this music are really fierce in defence when it comes to feeling that it's under attack by the mainstream. So I have every faith that this will continue for a very long time to come, whether it's popular or not. DJ Digital. Thanks again for checking out Andy on the Base Agenda Show.